Hey there, you're listening to Craig Ansell, host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, and you're joining me for episode 58, How to Run Meetings Effectively, Part 1. Whether you're working on in-person meetings or online, I've got some great tips and tricks that will really help you shine. And if you stick around till the end, there's a bonus freebie. I promise it'll be worth your while. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. How to run meetings effectively. This question puzzled me for years. I had my ups and my downs. But now, with dozens of years of experience under my belt, knowing what works and what doesn't so well, I'm here to share with you so that you can get a kickstart, a jumpstart, on your meeting effectiveness and your meeting minutes, the notes you send out afterwards. Because without effective notes, you can't track your progress. Whether you're having in-person meetings or they're online, it doesn't matter. I suggest that the structure is the same. You need to start out with an agenda. And if you're not familiar, that's basically the schedule of content that you're going to discuss. I've worked for a number of companies and also coached a number of clients in different level positions, from individual contributors, those at the working level, all the way up to management, directors, and even people in vice president and presidential roles at companies. One such person told me, said, Craig, I won't attend a meeting if I'm invited and I don't see an agenda. I thought that was kind of a bold statement, so I inquired, and they shared with me, it means you don't have a plan and there's not going to be any value. We're just going to get together for the sake of talking and ramble on. I see the person's point, and I don't know if the meeting that he was invited to would have been what he suggested or not. But it certainly brings up the point, how many of us actually have agendas when we start meetings? And better yet, I mentioned the word, a scheduled agenda. That means it's time-based. No, it certainly doesn't have to be perfect, but you should at least have a rough timetable for what you expect to talk about and when or for how long you expect to talk about it. You'll be able to use that agenda to start to see if you're going to be able to make your timetable or not. Now, a word of caution on that. If you notice that you've completely blown your schedule and that you've been focused on one particular topic on your agenda for quite some time, that's okay. If the discussion's being productive, stay with it. Just maybe remind the participants to be a little bit more brief. However, if you catch that the meeting is running on, rambling on, and you're not finding really good content or good contribution, gently and politely interrupt and excuse the conversation and say, let's table that for another time, or I'll put that down as what's called a parking lot item, something that we can revisit at a future meeting. It may feel uncomfortable to interrupt, but again, if you're running the meeting, you're the host and you're in control. It doesn't mean that you have to be harsh, rude, or aggressive about it. There's a lot said for technique. In fact, in prior episodes, I talked about not only what you do, but how you do it. The how has a significant role in how people will interact with you in the future, how they see you, and how they position themselves to work with you 
or potentially ignore you or even against you if they become defensive due to your how methods needing adjustment. So keep that in mind. In fact, I'll go back and look at some of my prior podcasts, and I'll leave some hints in the show notes to some previous podcasts that will really help you with your what, how, and boosting your customer service. There's a lot more to it than just working with the end customer. Trust me, we all have internal and external customers, as well as upstream and downstream. I'll find the episode numbers for those and share those towards the end of the show. So back to our podcast title, How to Run Meetings Effectively. Number one, you need an agenda. And yes, it's a timed agenda, so an approximate schedule or timetable. You can put it by times of the hour, such as 9 o'clock, 9.05, 9.15. Or you could allot certain amount of time as long as you're keeping track, such as 5 minutes, 30 minutes, one and a half hours, etc. From there, you need to recognize that you're the host, You're the one that's invited everyone and brought them together. As I just briefly mentioned, you're in charge. So you own the agenda and you own the time schedule. Try to keep the topics on point. And again, if they deviate, gently try to return them to the focused conversation. One of the great ways you can do this is by asking questions, by gently interrupting and trying to refocus or redirect the team to the proper discussion, the reason why you're there. Something that's very critical besides the agenda is your subject line. Try not to make it attacking, threatening, or in a written in a complaining manner. The problem we have with our color copier. The issue with our manufacturing support team. The problems we're facing with customer service feedback. The negative reviews we've received from customers. You can easily take any one of those and just preface the subject without putting any emotional tone into it. Remove the words problem, challenge, issue, and just state what the topic is about without accidentally biasing your meeting. So it would be our color copier, customer service discussion, or customer service metrics discussion. Status of manufacturing floor. Things of that nature. Just kind of make it more noun-based rather than adjective-based. If you can remember those few key points, you'll start to be on the track for success before your meeting has even begun. When it comes to taking the notes for your meeting, if you're not familiar, those are called meeting minutes. You're just briefly jotting down key points of the discussion. I've got some great templates for you that are free downloads at my website, craigansell.com. We'll release them next week when part two comes out. So be on the lookout. Actually, this is a great reason to sign up for our email subscription. That way you're always notified of the newest downloads, newest content, and if we release freebies or new classes. There's two different versions. One is a little bit more structured than the other, but they both have very similar content and flow. It's taken me years to perfect what I use today in all my meetings, and I think it would be a great help to you if you're starting out in some type of office or service environment, and you could use the benefit of sending out meeting minutes or notes after each meeting, or 
if you have recurring meetings on a project, a task, or a specific activity that's going on, and you want to track progress, using meeting minutes works really well. You can take it from a pro. I've got over 20 years experience in project management and engineering, and it works well in office environments professionally, as well as if you're meeting with contractors or other businesses providing support to you, you can track your discussions, which helps hold them accountable and gives you strong historical data if you have to recall the facts down the road for some services they performed for you. I mentioned in the intro some cool tips and tricks. I'll give you a cool pro tip. For any meetings that start after noon, start the meetings five minutes after the hour, such as 105, 205, etc. Oh, and I'm laughing, but perfect, right? It was almost as if I had planned that. Don't forget to silence, mute, or put your phone on vibrate and keep it off your table so it doesn't cause a distraction. There's sometimes going to be such great, powerful conversations, and you just don't want to derail something and distract people by having your phone ring. Now, honestly, where was I? You would think that was planned, but I promise you it wasn't. I make mistakes too, obviously. Now, we've talked about having an agenda with a timed schedule. We've talked about the subject line and how critical that is so you don't accidentally bias your participants before the meeting's even started. And as a bonus tip, if your meetings run into the afternoon, rather start in the afternoon, start them five minutes after the hour. I can't tell you what great appreciation I've received because the bio break has been so popular. So now, the meeting has a title, it has a timed agenda, and it's sent out. A pro tip for you would be to send out an email reminder anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours before the meeting. It's just a gentle, very brief reminder to all the invitees to tell them that the meeting's coming and it kind of gets your meeting in their mind ahead of time. So your meeting invite has gone out with your awesomely organized timed agenda. What's next? I suggest you arrive at your meeting up to five minutes early. As the host, you should be there before most people and be prepared to start on time. Now, I recommend you start exactly when you're scheduled unless you know for certain that there's some type of company event or technical issue preventing others from joining. If at least half the group is there, you have a quorum and you can go ahead and start. But if you have extremely low attendance, there might be a reason why, and that could be a reason to delay the meeting just for a few minutes. Of course, if you lack extreme attendance and you really can't make progress with who has attended, you should reschedule and send out a note why. Once the meeting starts, welcome everyone, explain to them very briefly what the meeting is about so that everyone is on the same page, everyone is aboard, thank them very briefly for their time. Then, depending on the length of your meeting and also if the participants happen to work with and know each other or not, a brief icebreaker or introduction per participant may be in order. If you're going to do so and your meeting time allows, I recommend only 15 to 30 seconds. You might want to print it out ahead of time so people are prepared or just put it up on an overhead or projector. But some easy things that you can do to help move things along are my name, 
position in the company, years of service, a brief background of what you're involved in and what your knowledge base is, followed by a fun fact or something little known by your coworkers. Those few things help break the ice and give people knowledge of others that they normally wouldn't have just working with them on a side-by-side basis. I knew today's content was going to be a longer episode. That's why I broke it out into two parts. So as we close for the first part of How to Run Meetings Effectively, I had prior mentioned a couple episodes. While you're waiting for the final part of How to Run Meetings Effectively next week, why don't you go ahead and jump back and look at episode 21, Level Up Your Customer Service, episode 31, How to Get a Better Performance Review, and finally, episode 54, Adding Value to Your Job. Now, you might pause and say, Craig, what do those things have in common? They're a little bit different topics. Each episode has a common trait, and it focuses around communication. Check them out. You'll be glad you did. I look forward to seeing you, rather, (laughs) I look forward to talking with you next week and completing our How to Run Meetings Effectively podcast episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast go and check out our brand new website, craigancel.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L.com. We have some great content. You can listen to the podcasts as well as find out more about your host. And we have some killer free content that's fresh and ready for you to download. Check it out today. Have a great week. God bless. This has been Craig Ansel for the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. 